Welcome to the Debit This, Credit That podcast with Wheeler Accountants, located in San Jose, California. In this podcast, we discuss how to solve accounting challenges in both your personal life and your business. We take an energetic, tech-savvy approach to solving accounting challenges that steal your focus and your time. Now, on to the show with your tech-savvy accounting experts, Matt Wheeler and Michael Bryant. Welcome to episode 32 of the Debit This, Credit That podcast by Wheeler Accountants with your hosts, Matt Wheeler and Michael Bryant. I'm very excited right now because we just finally fixed our audio settings on our podcast, and hopefully this is our best one yet. Not only that, but we have a very special guest today, our top billing stud partner in the firm, Jacqueline Skull. She runs our client accounting services department within the firm, and she's also one of our tax partners. Jacqueline's been with our firm now for how many years? 11 years. 11 years. She started out as a bookkeeper and worked her way all the way up to being the top billing partner. So we're very, very proud of her. And I want to welcome Jacqueline to the podcast. Yeah, welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you for having me. All right, let's get into it. Our listeners, our clients and referral sources, everyone else that listens to our podcast want to know a little bit about you. So can you give us a little bit of a background on you know, your history, where you come from, and you know what attracted you to accounting to begin with? Well, I wasn't originally attracted to accounting. I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, uh, majoring in quantitative economics, but did a concentration in accounting. And I found it was really in line with the work that I was doing at that time. I was helping provide bookkeeping services and business management services to various businesses. Upon graduating, I continued that path. Uh, It was very exciting to be a part of a business growth and success. It was also exciting to receive referrals from the clients that I was working with um, and to get recognition in the community. So I realized at that point that I really had a knack for accounting and decided that I would pursue my own bookkeeping business. I did that for many years and at some point decided to take a full-time position with the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Uh, It was really fun to work for the winery for a while, but I started feeling that maybe I was getting a little stale in the accounting that I was doing and decided that I'd move on to public accounting so I could serve many businesses. And what made you choose, at the time, LMGW? (laughs) Well, at the time, the managing partner was Terry Lanier, and I really enjoyed meeting him. He said that they were really suffering in the bookkeeping department and wanted to hire me for at least a temporary two-year stint to see how I would do taking over their bookkeeping client. Obviously, that worked out really well. (laughs) (laughs) Good foundation. Yeah. And so, you know, you got into public accounting, everything else. You're also a mom, right? And you're a mom of two small children. Want to give us a little background on your your family? Well, I think that I have three small children. I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old Jackson, a seven-month-old Anthony, and I have a fur baby Jack. So I I take care of them when I go home. Um, I also have an amazing life partner, Matt, who supports me through the grueling tax seasons. He's a wonderful father, and I couldn't be a successful working mom without him. And I also have a very close family. I'm very close with my parents and my siblings and spend as much quality time as I can with them. So you must have a ton of free time between small kids and being a top building partner. What do you do with all that free time? <laughs> <laughs> if if I have some free time, which I do on the weekends and, you know, post-tax season, you'll usually find me in Santa Cruz where I live. A lot of really, you know, fantastic opportunities um, outdoors there, whether it's at the beach or the cliffs or the hills, you'll commonly find me and my family hiking in the area. Um, the weather's obviously gorgeous, so you don't really have to go anywhere else. But that's about it. <laughs> and you like those occasional trips to Tahoe, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. One of my favorite places. <laughs> 
Only outside of tax season, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's dive into the the work stuff here. You're you're the head of the client accounting services department here at the firm. Can you give us a little bit of background on what exactly that department does for our clients? You know, what types of clients we service. Some of that information. I think it's really important to know what type of clients we serve first, so they you know you understand whether you're a good fit for Wheeler. We work a lot with, especially being in Silicon Valley, startups and tech. So we definitely help from formation of the startup and tech, you know, up until they may be selling their IP or or entity. Uh, we work with a lot of professional services that can encompass many types of services, but you know, it's one of our specialties. We work in real estate and construction, and a fun one, food and beverage industry, which would include restaurants, breweries, wineries, and distilleries. And and what's what's our approach? When we, we get a new client, what kind of process do you go through to onboard that client? What sets us apart from, you know, your average accounting firm out there, accounting? You know, after t- 20 years of, of doing this type of work with so many different types of industries, you realize, you know, a lot of them are very similar and you can develop a checklist that kind of helps them with general compliance and accounting issues. And then having, you know, specialized in these industries, you can add, you know, the little niche checklists as well to help them. So what we do is we usually, you know, structure a phone call or an in-person meeting to discuss what the accounting goals and needs are. Um, And then we take a look at those and develop usually multiple strategies, not just one perfect strategy, but a couple that may work for your needs then, but also your needs later. And then we'll provide those strategies and allow the owner to make a decision on on how they'd like to proceed with the multiple strategies we, we provided. At that point, we do a very systematic, strategic, you know, implementation to get everyone on board on our team and the business's team. So everyone knows their role. We monitor all deadlines, whether it's internal deadlines for the owner, but also compliance deadlines with the software. So we know months in advance when we owe something to you or when you owe something to an agency. And we're always proactive. So, you know, in, in the few moments of time that we have after, you know, completing an engagement for you, we're going to be strategizing what are, what are the future needs for our clients. And so we're always very proactive and, and vocal about any concerns we might have or issues that may come up or you know how to help you with your business management can can you give us some specific examples of types of services that we provide yeah absolutely um in the client accounting services we have a range of services we can actually provide Uh, it could be just standard bookkeeping general bookkeeping or if you have an in-house bookkeeper we can help perform reconciliations if you have a you know really top-notch bookkeeper we can just perform financial statement analysis for you Uh, We provide cost analysis, job costing, payroll services, sales tax, business property tax, workers' compensation. We assist with any state nexus issues, you know, if you're represented in various states with employment, income, sales tax. We also deal with a lot of foreign issues in Silicon Valley. So we deal with a lot of businesses out of the country, foreign employment, and so forth. You mentioned uh, state nexus, and, you know, I'm, I'm an auditor, so... I don't know that much about tax, but maybe we can dive a little bit more into what is state nexus? It's usually just means that you now have some type of presence in a state. It could just be employment with an employee or you have a certain amount of sales there that are exceeding some type of threshold that would require some compliance there. It could be something with sales tax. So once we actually see that there might be movement in another state, we'll actually talk to the owner, ask, you know, what's the intent and we'll go over the different requirements you may have in that state. 
um, and any um, compliance issues that you might that may arise or you might have. Oh, interesting. And it could get so much more complicated now with the Supreme Court decision on the Wayfair case. So we'll see how, how some of the states react to that. But sales tax will be a bigger issue, I think, in the in the future. Yeah. And I'm sure all states are not the same. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of prospective clients will come to us and they're looking for a bookkeeper, but it sounds like we're doing way more above and beyond that, especially in terms of being proactive and making sure the client's meeting all compliance obligations and that kind of stuff. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. So a part of the client accounting services, obviously the general accounting and compliance issues, but what I specialize in personally is the outside CFO type work. So this is for a business that may not have the resources to have a full-time uh, CFO in-house or they just don't you know have the need for it just yet and so that's where i would step in help with the strategy and solutions for the client accounting services but then also provide outside cfo assistance and when you say outside cfo you know it can encompass a wide range of businesses in terms of size right because a cfo implies a larger business but you're really talking about just being a sounding board for a small business owner mm -hmm. on small business issues which is what your background is absolutely yeah, so it's best suited for a small to medium-sized business, and I can provide financial and business assistance, you know, my 20 years background in, in the various industries. Some of the typical services I would provide would be, you know, accounting solutions and strategy, assisting with segregations of, segregation of duties, cash flow management, assisting with top-line growth in relation to sales, business management, assistant with, assistance with key point indicators that matter to your business, and then one of the things I've been doing quite frequently lately is the preparation for sale or acquisition of businesses. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions going on in the Silicon Valley, so that's uh, kept us pretty busy. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you give us some examples of some success stories you've had with clients and, you know, like from a come in as a brand new complete <laughs> mess client and, <laughs> and what you were able to help turn their turn them business into? Yeah. Uh, what I've found has been the most successful, especially recently, has been with our startups. Um, you know, they come in with a great idea, a great product, and they're really good at what they do. And they realize they're not really good at all the other things like the accounting and compliance issues. Uh, so we assist the founders, possibly with choice of entity, how to set up their accounting systems, how to be accountable and, and substantiate their data. And we take away the business and accounting worries for them, allowing them to build their product up or sell their product. And we'll start from the initial formation all the way to the point where either their business is very successful and they're generating multi-million dollar revenue or potentially selling their IP or, you know, selling their corporate entity. So I take, a, you know, a large amount of success with that to help them from day one all the way to, you know, them not needing us anymore. <laughs> they've moved on. They've sold. <laughs> How do you deal with the entrepreneur that, um, you know, I think a common thing with an entrepreneur is they're kind of trying to do everything themselves in the beginning. If you have someone that's reluctant to relinquish some of that control, how do you approach those type of situations and what do you tell them? Well, I usually explain that they are best suited to what they do and they can generate more revenue by letting go of some of those types of services that we can provide. Um, you know, we'll provide a cost analysis of, well, if you're spending X number of hours generating revenue for your business versus the cost of our services, it usually wins out there. And then also the fact that they become, you know, or they 
feel reliant on us at that point. They don't have to monitor all of the deadlines. They don't have to worry about something that may maybe failed to get filed. And then also we're providing, you know, the proactive financial statement analysis throughout. So we're giving them insight that sometimes that they may not see. And so we prove, you know, ourselves to them. And, and Jacqueline, I, I know one of your favorite things to do is is really counsel business owners on best practices. And can you give us an example of like how you help them grow the top line? An example would be seeing something on the financial statements that just doesn't feel right. And a lot of times you'll see that maybe with accounts receivable. They haven't built a, a you know, the best practice for accounts receivable collections. So we can run some financial statement analysis and provide them data showing that if they went from accounts receivable collection of, let's say, 90 days and moved it up to 45 days, what that would do for them and the health of their cash flow and help them managing their cash flow. We can provide best practices on how to collect um, when you have issues with collection. Um, We have actually assisted some clients in the collection arena when they didn't have the resources to do so. So we'll take a look at your financials and find maybe like specific instances that maybe could benefit you if we provided you some additional feedback. What did you tell that nursing home owner that hadn't raised their rates for years? That's common throughout Silicon Valley. Um, You'll see that with any type of rentals, whether it's commercial, residential, or in this case, a senior nursing home, uh, that they will not raise the rents. They have great tenants and they really love them. Um, but at the same time, with you know the growing costs, employment costs, and so forth, you really do have to increase your rents to stay up with those and retain good staff and so forth. So I help implement plans for any of the real estate or other types of clients to do incremental increases in their rents, uh, which really helps them take care of their staff and you know, also provide them a little bit more cash as well. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of business owners spend time in their business, but not on their business. And yeah, and those are, those are things we're looking for. So it's not always that they come asking us, we see it and we'll provide that feedback. I want to go back to restaurants real quick. You mentioned food and beverage industry and restaurants. They're obviously high volume businesses with very low margins. So there's a lot of, you know, KPIs that are super important for restaurants to keep tabs on. What kind of tools do you use to compare them to the industry to let them know how they're doing in their business on that kind of stuff? Uh, We do have in-house software that allows us to analyze the financial statements of a restaurant or any type of business. And we can compare them to various locations, which it could be all of the United States or just West Coast, California, Northern California. So we can provide uh, like a standpoint for or a base point for benchmark. a benchmark, excuse me, for the client so they can see where they're at. And it kind of helps us provide feedback on whether we should make some changes if they're not meeting some of those benchmarks. Another thing that I know you're big on is a team, you know, having a team for each client. Can you describe the team approach that you take with your clients or what the, you know, the department takes here at the firm? Yes, we are big on teams at Wheeler. I do not find that we can be successful with just one point person, one accountant on a client. You need multiple contacts and you need multiple resources for various types of of engagement. So if we're just doing bookkeeping, you would have a bookkeeper where you'd want someone to be taking a look at that financial statement um, and analyzing them for you. Someone who specializes in state nexus or sales tax or payroll tax. So we each, every time a client comes in, we usually find the right group of accountants for that client and they'll have a team of anywhere from two, four, maybe even five people. So Jacqueline, does, do you only work with businesses in the Silicon Valley or how, how can you work with businesses that maybe are all over the world? 
you know, I did mention Silicon Valley multiple times. Obviously, that is a big group of our clients, but I actually work with clients all over the world. I have actually multiple clients that I've never met in person before. They've come on referrals and we've worked through, you know, a Skype or phone email relationship. We can do remote accounting and provide accounting solutions that allows us to do everything in-house for that client. And it actually is quite efficient, sometimes more efficient if, if we were going to your office. So yeah, we, we developed many resources online and like I said, through Skype or WebEx or something like that, that we can communicate. I think it's important to point out that you know, the amount of technology that's out there for businesses to use in their accounting function or in their back office function. And we're familiar with many of those pieces of types of software. We're also part of the AICPA and other groups where we see what other accounting firms are using with their clients and what different industries are using and that sort of thing. And, you know, the accounting services and like, you know, it used to be called bookkeeping basically, but now everyone calls it accounting services or client accounting services has come such a long way. And it's no longer someone going out to someone's office and cutting physical checks and handing them the, the person <laughs> to sign and filing away vendor files into a different AP folder for each vendor. It's It's gone way beyond that. And everything now is paperless, basically, for, you know, for most clients. There's all kinds of integration and software that can happen between expense reporting and their QuickBooks software or their trial balance software, you know, AR and AP software that integrates all kinds of stuff. And that's something that we'll go through with the client accounting services clients, right? And kind of go through each item piece by piece and determine how are you doing this? What piece of software are you using? Does it integrate with your trial balance software? Should we move you to a different piece of software? It's going to be more efficient and save you more time in your business, that kind of stuff. So that allows us to work with anybody from anywhere. And also really streamline the process. Yeah, that, that's the main thing is we, we take a look at all current processes and procedures that a client may have. And then we develop the strategy that would be most efficient, allow for segregation of duties and propose that. And it, you know, ends up being a very streamlined procedure month to month of all the, you know, necessary accounting that is needed for the business. The key point I think I want to mention is that we're systematic in our approach to approach to, to working with these clients when they come on board under our client accounting services group. So we go through each thing. We have the checklist. We make sure we don't miss anything. The attention to detail is really high. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of other accounting firms will just work with a client and say, what do you want us to do? And we don't just approach a client and say, what do you want us to do necessarily? We try and listen to the client on what they would like us to do and what their needs are. And then we also let them know based on our expertise, what they should be doing. Right. And that's a key distinction, I think, exactly. that sets us apart. Yeah. And a lot of the tools that we offer up, we use as a firm ourselves. So absolutely. One thing that you had touched on and, and I wanted to kind of expand a little bit on is that you mentioned that a client could possibly outgrow us. We talk a lot of our firm about being a right sized accounting firm. And that really means like we are taking on clients that we can add value to. And at some point, you know, probably around $100 million is in revenue is about when our companies start to outgrow us and they get more complex and we need to refer them on to a bigger firm. And we can really help with the transition on that. We've seen many clients that have grown from, you know, the startup to over $100 million and working with them to transition them to a new firm has been really successful. And it also just feels so amazing to be a part of that growth in that company. There's a lot of 
like transition points, I guess you would call it, or I'm sure there's a better word, but what clients go through phases during their growth and the services we provide to those clients will morph over time as well. You know, initially when they're first starting out, they may want us to handle everything for them because they don't have the resources to hire an employee internally and deal with benefits and all that kind of stuff to handle the accounting functions. And the work is fairly light in the beginning because the volume is lighter. Then they get to a point where they maybe have their own like data entry type clerk or someone to help with the lower level task. And they re- we relinquish that service back to them that shifts. And then we're helping more making sure the systems are in place so that person's entering the proper information. It's getting into the accounting system and then working with the owner on looking at the KPIs, the financials, that kind of stuff, helping them make better business decisions. Then it gets to a point, maybe they need their own controller and that kind of stuff. And again, more duties will shift to the client and we'll take a little bit of a higher level role. We're moving more into that outside CFO role that Jacqueline was talking about. And then eventually there comes a point where they are going to hire their own CFO, you know, when they can afford to do that. And that's the point when the clients now outgrow at least the client accounting services portion of our practice, most likely, or we're then being brought in for specific projects to work on an implementation of a certain piece of software or integration or you know, one of those kinds of things. But in general, they have a, an internal team at that point. So I'm glad you brought up the right size thing because it is important. We're pretty good about being proactive and recognizing that and our goal is to do what's best for the client and make sure that they're making the best decisions. And we understand when it comes to the business point where, yes, it makes more sense to hire someone than to continue to pay an outside third party at a higher rate. You know, there's going to be cost savings for the business at that point. So we go through the same thing in our business and we'd expect no less from our clients to do that. We, we help them through that. Well, I want to thank Jacqueline for coming on our podcast. I found it very informative and I really enjoy having you on here. I hope that you're going to do more in the future. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> That's all for today's episode of Debit This, Credit That podcast. As always, if you have any questions, you can contact your Wheeler accountant preparer or submit a question online at our website in the Ask Wheeler section at the bottom of the page. Please remember to follow us on social media for regular updates at Wheeler CPAs and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for listening as we help you solve for accounting.